This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. How do you like that? Barbara's yeah. dancing in the studio, and I ladies and gentlemen. I actually even recognize that song. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has been a wonderful last few days. It's been it? an incredible couple of days. I'm super excited. Did you walk around Philly right after it happened? I, I mean, walked just a little bit. I mean, the night of Broad Street is one thing, but then the next few days, uh-huh. I walked around Philly and uh-huh. nobody was talking about anything else. Yes. I went to my nail salon. Uh-huh. Everybody's talking about the Eagles. Isn't that fantastic? Everybody, and everybody's wearing the clothes. Yes. There's yes. such a pride Yes. There's a, there's a famous study by uh, Cialdini that showed that that vicariously living when the team wins the next day, the frequency of the and this apparel. this is not just one yeah, win. <laughs> this is not. This is the, one of the biggest moments in sports history. Right. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, oh, but oh there's was... a show. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yes, of Hello. course. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. And, and welcome. <laughs> that song just did it. I know, right? You are listening to Marketing Matters. You would never know it from our conversation, (laughs) but you are listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. I'm Barbara Kahn, and I'm the J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and as usual, I'm here with my co-host, the Whitney Young... Whitney M. Young, Junior Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist, America's Speed. It's great to be here. The weather's a little bit not cooperating, but that's okay. It's not going to rain on our parade. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Eagles fans. We're excited. <laughs> Thanks, Barbara. <laughs> Marketing Matters airs live every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and we replay it many times during the week. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Um, today at 5 o'clock right now, we have Steve. Steve Winchek, who is the Associate Vice President of Braithwith Communications. And Steve is our go-to guy when brands misbehave, which seems to happen all the time. All the time. Although this isn't necessarily misbehaving of the brands, actually. The brands we want to talk about today, and we'll talk to Steve about, mm-hmm. are brands that had things done to them. Done to them. And how do you respond when things are done to you? Yeah. So we'll talk to Steve about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at 5.30, we have Christian Wheeler, who's the Stratacom Professor of Management and Professor of Marketing at Stanford Graduate School of Business. And he has some very cool new research on why and when people prefer polarizing products. Polarizing products. Wow. And then at 6 o'clock, America and I will talk about some of the latest marketing news and the stories that caught our eyes this week. And, yep. of course, we're going to ha- cut our opinions about the ads on the Super ads Bowl, The ads on right? the Super Bowl, yes, that's correct. We're going to talk about which ones we think won and which ones we think lost. And we'll talk about other issues that are marketing issues in the press. There's always tons of stuff going on that marketing, that America and I can weigh in it. Mm-hmm. And then at 6.30, Saad Shahab, who's the Vice President of Marketing Communications at Kia Motors. Um, And speaking of the Super Bowl, Mm. this was their ninth year participating. And so we'll hear about what they did and why and why they invest in such an expensive spot. And a little bit more about what goes on in a marketer's head when they advertise on the Super Bowl. Wow, that's cool. So clearly we have a packed show tonight. So with that, let's jump right in and bring on our first guest, Steve Wanchik. Hello, Steve. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going well, Steve. What's up, man? <laughs> you know, big big happenings this week in Philadelphia. Yeah. Massive happenings, yes. All kinds of interesting things going on with our beloved brand of our city. So who'd you root for in the Super Bowl, Steve? Uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> uh, it, 
I, I was rooting for the Patriots. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Brady and those boys, yeah. We love them. <laughs> But you know what we wanted to talk to you about, and I hope we're not spoiling this for any diehard fans of This Is Us, but right mm. after the Super Bowl, there was a, a big a big episode of This Is Us. Right. Are you and, a fan of the show, Barbara? Oh, my God. Are I you? love that okay. show. I, I, don't, I love, love, love that. Do You, you don't watch it. I don't watch it. Oh, but so everyone's telling me like they are super, super into it. Oh, this is a great, great show. Hmm. Um, it, it's one of those shows that's unusual in today's world that you would like to watch in real time. So oh. hopefully anybody who's a devoted fan has already seen these episodes. Mm. But one of the big episodes that was la- the last episode and the one following the Super Bowl was about how a central character in the show dies. Mm. And we know he's dead from the beginning, so the death oh. is not... It's not a surprise. So it's not really breaking things, you know, too much. It's not too much of a spoiler. Mm -hmm. But there's a fire caused on the show. And the fire is a reaction to a a crock pot that malfunctions. Are you, did you, are you following this, Steve? Yeah, so I I will admit I am not uh, a viewer of the show. uh, So I'm glad that you gave the full background on the the plot, Barbara. Interesting. uh, But but maybe you have a crock pot, Steve. Maybe you're making a little dinner right now, a little stew. Making like cooking up a little something, maybe. I, I, I do. I do a lot of crock pot meals, and they usually nice. turn out pretty well. And I've never had a fire. So Excellent. It, it Which is right to the crock so pot's point. Right. I don't think there ever has been a fire right. as a function of a malfunctioning crock pot. No, and and one important distinction I would say uh, that that, it, that this is where the, the central issue was for crock pot, Barbara. If you look at the brand that's on the uh, w- what is actually a slow cooker mm. uh, in the show, it is not Crock-Pot. Oh, uh, oh that's so terrible. Associated. Now that's interesting. Yeah, so associated from a brand perspective mm-hmm. with you know that device that everyone just assumed that it was a Crock-Pot. It'd be like you know people say, "Hey, can you give me a Kleenex?" Right? Yes. they're so associated yes. with the category. I didn't uh, know Crock-Pot was a brand, actually. Until, really? Yeah. yeah it is. I thought it was the a crock, device. You thought it was yeah. the thing. That's yeah. how well they've been yeah. doing this branding thing. That's incredible, Steve. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So uh, so that, that that's the first thing. And I think, uh, and you guys talked about this, this is not a brand who did something to uh, earn this negative publicity or, or bring this crisis upon themselves. Uh, it, it was an outside force in this case. And that's why, you know, when we talk about a crisis, we say it's any incident, event, or issue real or perceived that poses a significant public challenge to your reputation. And this is certainly a perceived issue. Crock-Pot did not have a real fire. Uh, As as far as we can tell, there has never been a real fire with a Crock-Pot device, as as was portrayed on the show. But this fictional world created this issue and this reaction uh, from the public that that really was something they had to mobilize and deal with very, very quickly. Um, and, you know, they, they actually acquitted themselves pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought they did, too. I mean, I started seeing Twitter tweets and things about people, like, being <laughs> afraid of their crop so, so what exactly was the, the negative consumer response? Were they, were they, what were they doing? Were they throwing them away? Were they protesting yeah. the store? I mean, what, was, what exactly was going on there, Steve? Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. One of the things about this crisis is it is such a uh, crisis of, you know, the modern age we, we live in. I mean, most of the reaction and therefore ultimately the reaction from Crock-Pot came on social media where people said, you know, I'm going to get rid of my Crock-Pot. I don't think I can make, you know, Crock-Pot chili anymore. Um, And I think it was a combination of maybe a little bit of of, uh, fear about the possibility of something like this happening, but also just, 
you know, people are so emotionally invested in this show. The, I, I, I saw one tweet where someone said, I'm so upset about what happened. I don't think I can use my crock pot because <laughs> it'll just remind me. Oh, of, wow. I'm going uh, to stop eating the, because my favorite episode. character. You know, yeah. let, I mean, I, you're probably going to talk about what they actually did, and I don't think they they address that issue. That's a kind of. Have you ever had that issue before? Uh, no, that that's a new one to have uh, <laughs> a fictional character that is so uh, important that it upsets someone and and moves them away from using a product. Is so, there yeah, is there a fix one. for that? What was that? Is there a fix for that? Well, I I think ultimately, uh, and and this is why their response uh, was so good, um, was that there was real. Uh, humanity in in their response. So it's not as if they came out and said, this is ridiculous. Uh, no one <laughs> needs to worry about a crockpot exploding and got super defensive. Mm-hmm. They actually, their first response was posted on Facebook and it said, this is us, spoiler, spoiler alert, in big letters. And uh, they said, we're still trying to mend our broken heart after watching This Is Us on Tuesday night. America's favorite dad and husband deserved a better expert uh, exit and crockpot shares in your devastation. Wow. And then they said, don't further add to this tragedy by throwing your crockpot <laughs> slow cooker away. It's hard to pass something down from generation to generation if you throw it away. Uh, and then they went on to kind of just... Empathize, empathize with the yes. audience. They actually put, you know, the show was set in Pittsburgh, so they had a Pittsburgh Steeler-themed crockpot uh, mm. photo that they put up with the Facebook post. Oh, that's um, incredible. So they got that up really quickly. It it made them relatable to the audience that, that cared about this show. And then uh, what was really interesting, and, and when I uh, first read it, I was kind of surprised uh, about this, was that they did not have a Twitter account, which didn't necessarily surprise me in and of itself, but they mobilized and got one up and running uh, within a few days for the explicit purpose of responding to social media comments uh, about this and what was going on. You know, the thing that's interesting, and we're talking to Steve Wanchik, who's the Associate Vice President of Braithwaite Communications, about the crockpot a fire that was started on This Is Us. The interesting thing about it, and you mentioned the Pittsburgh Steelers, is the show was very much positioned as a Super Bowl show. So he was watching the Super Bowl. That mm. That's why he was using the crock pot. Um, right. And his, his wife was wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt at the time. I don't think they were actually playing in the Super Bowl, but they were wearing that yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, and crock pot, actually, one of the times you use it is at the Super Bowl. Right. So you got a whole lot of triggers here that are important to identify because if they handle this right, maybe this could be a a, a good thing for the brand going forward. Well, I I think certainly in terms of awareness, uh, I mean, they turned it from a negative to a positive ultimately with the way they responded and uh, the the, the earned media that came out of Mm. this that really was not even of their creation uh, was was kind of crazy. There there was an article in Self Magazine that was titled "Will Your Crockpot Really Kill You?" Uh, <laughs> wow. One of the science journals actually did a, a scientific analysis on this, and they kind of laid out the fact that this is very very unlikely. So you're probably safe using your crockpot. Right. Um, and they and they bet. So they were very empathetic in their initial responses, and even in responding to, uh, you know, Twitter uh, comments, they did not dismiss people, uh, Mm -hmm. but they did then back that up with facts, and they pointed out that, you know, to their knowledge, this has never happened before, Mm -hmm. uh, this actual incident, and 
they said it's nearly impossible for it to happen, and they put out kind of a cool digital press release slash social media response uh, that, that put out some of those facts. And then on top of it, they engaged with uh, this, this Is Us, the, the you know, production team, mm. and uh, were able to get them to start acting on social media and ultimately put together a spot that ran, I think, before uh, the start of the Super Bowl – uh, on Sunday, where uh, the the lead actor who plays the uh, the patriarch was in it, and he and he uses a crockpot in. Oh, in you're kidding! Commercial. I didn't yeah. see that. I, did I got. I, I have definitely yeah. got to Google that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it was very subtle. It wasn't. Hey, you know, don't worry, crockpot's great. He kind of talked about family and the importance of getting together with family on you know Super Bowl Sunday, and then at the very end, he just takes a ladle of chili out of a crockpot. Oh wow! And the logo comes up. <laughs> screen. So, wow. um, you know, I, I think the the execution was great. The wow, fact this that they were able perfect. to was, yeah. was was great. And um, what it tells me, I, I don't know this for a fact, but what it tells me is that they had right. crisis plans in place mm-hmm. because it, it was too seamless, too quick, and they seemed too uh, nimble for such a big organization to not have a plan in place. Uh, to deal with this type of thing. Well, it executed perfectly. Now, it's what's really interesting, and we're going to go on to the next topic. So this was a fake incident right. um, with a product causing a, a problem that is probably not likely to ever happen with this product. So they're taking the rap for something that's a misuse of the product and the misdirection of the product. Right. They're addressing the issue head-on mm-hmm. in a warm, emotional, and, and funny way with the commercial, um, and it's a big hit. The next topic we're well, going before, to... Well, before... Because okay, I, I want to elaborate, because you're actually hitting on a couple of really critical points that I think are important here. Uh, and you can also kind of quickly comment on this, Steve, as well. So what Barbara's talking about, which is really important, is the notion that they didn't, they didn't become defensive. They actually validated the concerns. Yes. And I think that's a big part of what the gurus, you and the gurus at uh, Braithwaite Communications, preach in terms of the crisis management approach, right? To make sure that you're not dismissing things. You don't have to necessarily come out and apologize or take blame. Uh, certainly, maybe that's not the case in this particular situation, but you have to come out and, to Barbara's point, empathetically validate these concerns and then, you know, control this narrative and really get involved in this conversation and make sure that it doesn't go further sideways. And I think they did a pretty good job there, wouldn't you say, Steve? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and in this case, validate concern. You know, it's funny. It, sometimes it's easier to validate concern when you have a, a a crisis that you've created because there's a little bit of a you know I think a guilt factor and you know that something has gone wrong. But in this case, it would have been very easy for them to say, "We've never had anything like this happen. <laughs> yeah, Don't I know. worry about it." <laughs> right. And instead, and and it and really, when you think about it, it is kind of silly, right? I mean, people are reacting to a a, a TV show and suddenly throwing out their crockpots. I mean, it it, 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 it is, is yeah. A little bit beyond, but but they did not, you know, succumb to that initial reaction and were able to acknowledge, like, hey, we understand this is a horrible thing that happened on the show. We love the show too. We're sad about it, um, but we want you to know not to worry about it and and let's not make a a, a bad situation worse. And um, so, I, I think there's a lot to be learned from that. So, Steve, we have the Milo clip, the clip that character's named Jack on the show, and we have that clip. We're going to play that clip Great. now. The big game is fast approaching, and for many of us, this day brings an opportunity to gather with friends and family, loved ones that we don't get to see all that often. But in 2018, gathering with friends and family is, it's not as easy as what it used to be. The country is divided, and sometimes that can make it tough to find common ground. But this year, 
This year, I think we should all take a deep breath, find the ability to forgive, and remind ourselves there is no difference so great that we can't overcome it. Wow. That's really interesting. So they took on another issue on this ad as well, not just. And you said these at guys the are end, like multitasking over And at the end, they, they, he ate the chili from the crock pot, right? Wow. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah. So you can't see that obviously on the audio right. clip, but that's kind of the thing that ties all together at the end. So yeah, what is your professional opinion about is addressing another social issue? Yeah, I mean that was kind of an interesting choice. Uh, I I don't know if they had to go in that direction to deal with it, but I do like the idea of uh, not bringing up the event itself again. You know, mm-hmm. we always talk about reinforcing the negative in your mm-hmm. responses to crises, and you don't need to remind people again that the crockpot caused a fire and blew things up, especially because while it is a very popular show, uh, there are a lot of people who may not have seen it, who may not be super familiar with it, and now you're reintroducing this mm. idea for people to go on and Google and talk about it, you know, more and more. So I think the idea of deflecting away from directly talking about this, the, the, what happened on the show was the right move, um, whether or not they, <laughs> you know, handled that part of it perfectly, I don't know. But I, I think overall you you got to give them uh, an a for the 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 strategy uh, we just it. thought we were just uh, given by our producer a tweet that they tweeted during the super bowl apparently they tweeted at J- uh, justin timberlake brought, brought brought the house down we didn't hashtag crock crockpot is innocent <laughs> so that's a great tweet that they were doing just when justin timberlake was singing at halftime yeah, that's great that's interesting. And Although I don't know, you know, that's interesting though, right? Whether or not this throwing in to your point, Steve, throwing in this point about the country is divided, blah blah blah. You know, that's an interesting question as to whether or not that was necessarily needed, right? Because there are folks on both sides of, you know, but uh, they could have been divided about patriots versus eagles. Who knows? Oh, okay, you know? that's true. That's could fair. it be on uh, uh, Trump versus non-Trump? Yeah, Democrat. I mean, we're divided on that, so many you, things. Did you, did, did, is that what came to mind when you heard that? Did you immediately think, you know, uh, Foles versus Brady? Because <laughs> yeah. well, Trump right jumped before, to mind as soon as the word divisive but it was right comes up. Before the Super Bowl, yeah, you know, that's true. and that's it fair. was a. You know, a, um, Saturday Night Live addressed the uh, Eagles versus the Pats. This, this is fair. So um, moving from the crockpot, which we think they handled really perfectly, and I'm not saying this other company didn't, but it's a very different kind of product, but interesting kind of thing, which is the Todd Tide Pods mm-hmm. issue. So I guess that issue was a real event where kids are, mm-hmm. are they eating these? What are yeah. they doing with So it's a couple Tide things. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little detergent packet that has like the liquid part and the powder part like swirled together. It just happens to look like a piece of candy. So there were like little young, very young kids that would be attracted to it and would potentially put it in their mouths because that's what little kids do. And then later on, some older kids basically started posting videos of themselves doing the quote because unquote. Because it had some drug effect? I don't think it has a drug effect. No, I think, no, no. <laughs> it's just, yeah. there, there's just, there's kids, right? Steve just being stupid, which is say, <laughs> I'm going to eat this and I'm going to, I'm going to do the Tide Pod challenge and I'm going to post <laughs> it on my Instagram page. Campus, you've never seen young people being stupid, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're all in Bible study. They, uh, right. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Uh, so, I mean, this is interesting because this is actually not the first time that Tide dealt with this particular issue of people ingesting these Tide Pods. I, I want to say this they've been around for maybe about a decade now or so, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit longer than that. But mm-hmm. um, if you remember when they, when they first came out, 
uh, and I remember walking through the grocery store and thinking, like, that looks like a piece of candy. And, uh, <laughs> sure enough. I have to uh, say, I use them, and that thought never occurred to me. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I, I remember thinking that the first time I ever saw one. But uh, there were reports and issues early on of toddlers uh, ingesting them, thinking that they were candy. So young, very young children uh, who, you know, didn't know any better, and there were some issues with that, and they did do some work at that time, and, and the numbers of kind of those issues went down. Now, yeah, one of the, came, sorry, Steve, one of the interesting things that they did, just to build on your point, was yep. I thought was pretty cool, is they, they added like a, a, a really strong bitter flavor oh. around the packaging. So when little babies or little toddlers like Steve first is saying, got to it, first got would... to it, they put it in their mouth and then not really want to ingest it. Right, Steve? Yeah, that's right. And, and so it, it's interesting that they had... You know, they had kind of already experienced this, which you don't always get with a crisis. You don't always have that prior experience to pull from. Um, so they had that this time around, although the circumstances were a little different. In, in this case, it was actually, you know, teens to young adults that theoretically should have known better that were eating it as some sort of kind of funny prank or, well, I don't know how funny it was. Probably went <laughs> well, what to happens hospital, to but, them when they eat it? Does, do they get sick? I mean, it is poisonous. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I've, I, if you look at some of the uh, uh, doctors who talk about what could happen, I mean, you're talking like death and coma. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, has anybody died from it, do you know? I, I don't believe I there so. have been any uh, deaths, although there have been some pretty serious uh, injuries. Wow. Okay, so as I see it, Tide did not take this on directly, did they? Oh, I think they did, Or did right? they? Yeah. Well, or what they do with this? I don't know that they did it exactly the way Crockpot did, that's for sure. They 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 didn't, and they, they did come out, uh, and actually they used a uh, New England Patriot, yes, Rob Gronkowski. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, you know, and I, I thought that was kind of a clever... Uh, Tell me what they did, because I'm not familiar. Yeah, so they they put, again, a a video out on on Twitter. um, And I think understanding the audience here that they were dealing with, which, you know, is is teens to young adults. Dumb people. (laughs) (laughs) They use use Rob Gronkowski, who kind of has this reputation as a a partier and a kind of a goofy guy, uh, to reinforce the idea. And they, they, they... put text on the screen and said, you know, Gronk, should you eat Tide Pods? And he's oh. like, no, don't ever do it. <laughs> um, so they tried to leverage his celebrity and I think his reputation to encourage people to uh, not do this. And then they also put out a lot of warnings just about the dangers and the health risks of, uh, you know, eating these Tide Pods. So, um, But to I, my it, mind, this is an issue, like you were talking about earlier with Crock-Pot, where the more you talk about it, mm. the more copycat could happen. Yes. And I also think, uh, unlike Crock-Pot, there is a bit of an inherent issue um, with the way the product is designed, mm-hmm. right? We know mm-hmm. this is now the second time where this a wave of this has happened because essentially the product is designed and it looks like a piece of candy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, And I actually saw just the other day uh, that there were a couple of state legislators in New York oh. who were trying to actually pass some kind of law to force Tide to change oh, wow. uh, the the design of the packaging for this reason. Interesting. Um, but, you know, I mean, that might stop the babies, but the bitter taste might do it for the babies. Yeah. But for the crazy people, yeah. the, right. the uglier it is, the better it is to ingest. That's right. Know. That's right. right. Now they've already created that issue. But I, I, I often I wonder if um, they haven't thought about uh, hmm. the design because it, it doesn't 
Uh, I mean, it, it obviously looks kind of cool when you, mm-hmm. you put it in your, your washing machine, but um, I wonder if people would, would – uh, how much it would affect kind of their, their uh, brand equity if they just change the design a little right, bit to avoid right. some of these crisis issues. Yeah, and just for the record, I don't want the government in my detergent. Okay? Right. I, you know, it's, it's up to me to make sure that, you know, I can get my teenager not to eat detergent. It's up to me to make sure I'm not putting it on the floor where the toddler is. You know, I don't want the government coming and saying, you know, you have to make this thing like as ugly as possible because, you know – yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure insider. that legislation is needed uh, for that. <laughs> you would think uh, not, but but certainly I think it's a question for Tide of mm-hmm. you know do we want to continue to put this product out here that uh, you know has kind of a reputation of being something that people eat and get seriously sick. <laughs> so we were going to talk about this later, but now that we have you for a couple minutes, um, Tide has put out commercials which don't address this issue directly. Um, are you aware of the Tide commercials they are running on the Super Bowl? Yeah, I saw them, and I thought they were spectacular, actually. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed them. Um, I have to wonder, uh, I, I have to assume that those commercials, because this Tide Pod thing uh, was two, three weeks ago now, I think, this mm-hmm. started to come up. Mm-hmm. And I have to think that the production of those commercials uh, either predates that or... Oh, so you think it's independent. Because I was thinking maybe the nature of the commercial is we're, we're not talking about it. It's like misdirection. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if, you know, oh, subtly they're wow. saying there are issues we're not talking about. Yeah. We're just talking about the fact that our product cleans clothes. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure uh, whether or not that was done, you know, beforehand or not. It, it, it read to me as if it was, um, and I certainly think mm-hmm. um, they were clever um, nice. uh, about how they went about that. Uh, again, I, I'm not sure uh, that, as with Crock-Pot, reintroducing uh, the concept of Don't Eat Tide Pods. I think that... Yeah, that can't really be a good slogan. I <laughs> right. can't imagine yeah. you tell yeah. anybody yeah. to yeah, do Let's that. do that in front of 115 million people that are watching <laughs> yeah, the Super Bowl. Don't eat Tide Pods. <laughs> <Yeah>. That <laughs> is about the worst thing you could possibly That's right. do. That's right. <laughs> Especially because it's, a, it's something that really you shouldn't have to be told. Yes. Right. <laughs> the, only, the only result can be more dumb people Absolutely. doing it. Yes. Can't be worse. Yes, that's true. Well, Steve, as always, it's wonderful talking to you and it's so wonderful that so much stuff goes on in this yes. world that we can have you back frequently yeah yeah great to be on with you guys and uh we'll we'll do it again soon i'm sure yes, excellent oh i'm great. sure right there's always a crisis afoot always yes. you can find out more about steve at gobraithwaite.com and you can also follow them on twitter at gobraithwaite up next is christian wheeler of stanford university who will be discussing his research on when and why people prefer polarizing products. You're listening to Marketing Matters, and this is Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, on Sirius XM 111. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.